This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by our bannermen, Lord Jason of House Ross, Sir Jimmy of House Nuts, Master of the Web, Lady Dawn of House Wright, Sir Chris of House Farber, Lady Tracy of House Faw, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, Sandy the Dragon, Blood of Queen Daenerys, and Lady of Jameson, Lord Brett of House Fry, Lady Juliana of House Stradley, Sir David of House Fraser, Lady Liz of House Hendricks, Sir Matthew of House Perry, Lady Madeline of House Fritzel. This episode of Bend the Knee is protected by Lady Amanda of House Richardson, Sir Ryan of House Terbush, Lord Robert the Unfrozen of House Butler, Lord Paramount of Skagos Island, Lady Sarah the Unraveler. Our current champion is Lady Kira of House Arnold. Our current Master of Coin is Lord Jason of House Ross. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra, the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we have a special, I guess you could call it a holiday special. It's right? what we like to do on the holidays, as we <laughs> like to kind of, we like to, we've, we've done this a couple times and hey, it's another holiday. So we have, uh, we've each picked a raven um, from kind of our, our, our catalog of, of ravens we have. We normally do like one an episode, um, but we, we've each kind of picked one. Um, the one I have uh, is from uh, Sir Ryan. It, it was it was something that came up during our Zoom chat, and it was our Zoom uh, bannerman um, uh, patron, patron chat, and it was an amazing question, and, you know, white claws get flowing and all this stuff. There's a lot of people oh, yeah. and oh, it was yeah. great. We had a great, we had a big, great discussion, but all right. I was like, we got it. We got to redo this one on, on the podcast. So I asked him if he could send it to us. And it's literally like, it was a one, pretty much a one line question. And we, we guys, we talked about it forever. So uh, we're going to expand further on that. And as you have one from, yeah, I have one here from uh, John Garcia, John Ramshorn of the free folk. So I got this. So we got this recently couple of days back and uh, it's pretty awesome now if you have sent us a raven by the way we do have all of those still in here and we are we are kind of pulling those for the main show and just for you know uh stuff like this so mm -hmm. absolutely all right as let's move into our first raven here this is from uh sir ryan again he sent us to, we talked he brought this up during our patreon zoom uh hangout for those in the bannerman tier he says uh hello matt and ez here is an email regarding the topic we discussed um, during the scene in A Clash of Kings where King Renly is assassinated, is there anything that could have been done in that moment to save King Renly? If Lady Brienne had had a dragonglass or Valyrian sword, would that have made any impact in defense? Would another Shadowbinder or Red Priest or Priestess have been able to stop the attack? In this case, uh, would you need King's blood for the defense as well? Uh, we had so we it was a big discussion. Uh, he kind of says so. Had a great time in the chat. You love the community. I uh, hope all is well. Ryan, happy Thanksgiving to you, Ryan. As it was an amazing question, and literally he he brought it up in that chat, and it was so like I was just like, <laughs> wow, I'd never I'd never thought of I'd honestly never never thought about that because. Yeah. 
Well, we initially, I think, I think the thing about this is no, I don't think that there's anything that Brienne could have done, even with a Valyrian steel or or dragon glass immediately there. Um, because really to explore this, we kind of have to explore bigger things such as just magic in general. So, you know, with, with the show and at least some of the things we believe will happen and a little bit of what we've seen in the books, you know, um, dragon glass and Valyrian steel seem like they will kill, um, certainly ice, uh, magic creatures or great other, uh, creatures and fire is good against the whites. Right. Um, now in the show we see, you know, the white walkers, well, fire, regular fire and even dragon's fire, uh, you know, uh, dragon fire is used against the night King in, in season eight in that, in the, in the final battle. So again, is that a showism? We don't know. Could be, um, maybe not. But uh, we know, obviously, Valyrian steel and stuff like that. So, but the but the the thing becomes, there's not. I don't think that there's anything we've seen that sort of blocks uh, or or defeats or is a counter to other magic. Um, the only thing I can think of is when the Night King in season seven. Um, again, this is this is the show because it's further than the books and and trying to find something. The, when the Night King throws his ice spear at uh, Viserion, and 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 downs Viserion, but would a scorpion bolt have done the same thing? And then he turns it like is or was it specifically that he used the ice thing? Because we see in season eight, we see Euron take down one of uh, you know mm-hmm. Daener- Daenerys's Daenerys's dragons. With right. with the scorpion bolt, and we know through the histories and the books and stuff like that 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 is also that is also possible. So, for me, I guess that's kind of where I go. Really, the only other thing I can think of of which maybe there's some sort of like ice magic is is countering um, a dragon is what we got in Fire and Blood, in which Queen Allison was not able to fly over the wall. But is that a counter via magic? Is that her dragon just you know, didn't want to do it or was he scared or, or, or a lot. So I, for, so where I stand right now with this is I don't know that there's anything that could have been done to stop the shadow. Um, I'm sure there probably is, but I just, I, I can't think of any instance in which we've seen sort of relore's magic be countered. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, th- this is why it was such a, such a great question because, you know, we, we normally don't, what could have stopped that attack? Like legitimately, what would it have taken to save Renly? Would it have been a Valyrian steel sword? Is it that simple? Um, it, it, is that not in some way? It, it, see, we start to kind of lump these things into categories and maybe we're putting them in too, too broad a category. Um, but like a Valyrian steel sword made, uh, you know, woven with some type of magic. Could that have stopped the shadow? I mean, can you physically intervene? Could, could you physically have stepped in front of the shadow? Uh, and, and jokingly here, I thought of a joke while you were kind of talking. It's a terrible joke. I'm not the joke teller on this on this podcast. But uh, uh, I thought to myself, why, why did why did Catelyn not step in front and give up her stony heart, right? Wow. <laughs> that's, that's terrible. I mean, could that have stopped it? Maybe. I don't know. Right. Um, I don't know, man. It's like, it's like. Maybe a because what is what what's going on with the Valyrian steel sword? Is there some type of magic in that 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 would work? Uh, dragon glass. 
or all the, are those two similar? Are those two similar to a the, the shadow magic that's that's going on? Because people will go all the way back to kind of a shy and they'll, they'll they'll take like um, the their their origins of what's happening there, their history connected to uh, Valeria, and it all kind of seems to get muddled together as if it's as if it's kind of the same magic or coming from the same um, you know essence or whatever. And it's blood magic at the end of the day, right? It is in the shadow creature. It's, she's a shadow binder. One thing Melisandre says is that, like, uh, you would think fire and light would be what would drive away the shadows. But it's actually what creates the shadow, right? And so that, and, mm-hmm. and it's, it's kind of weird. It's sort of why R'hllor and a shadow binder seemingly go hand in hand. Um, so, I mean, would more light have helped in there? No. Right, I guess I guess not. Darkness is that what we needed? Do we need complete darkness to eliminate this shadow? Uh, yeah, it's 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 just kind of bizarre. And then I, I keep thinking, like, is it really a? Did it have physical form? I mean, it able it, it it did it did have some sort of I don't know um, physical something because it 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 you know it kills him. It runs him through. Like there's blood. There's actual blood you know gushing out of of Renly. So. Uh, I don't know. I mean, here, here we go. Shadow binder, a binder, um, someone who is a practitioner of magic who binds shadows to do their will. In A Search of Ice and Fire, just looking back in A Game of Thrones, Danny 3, um, it said that Stannis uh, is hiring swords. Stannis is bringing a, quote, shadow binder from a shy. Uh, what does it mean? Is any of it true? You know, and then they're just kind of talking about what a shadow binder is, what it can do, and how, how crazy that is. She's, she's a sorceress. Um and so we kind of got into during that discussion, which, by the way, Sir Ryan does this to me. <laughs> he sees that Sir Ezra's had a few white claws, and he says, "Now's my here, here now's what I'm going to toss this this question in the mix here and and put uh, and put us on guard." It was great, um, but we got in that in that conversation. I think um, Sir Jimmy and others, uh, Lady Sarah, were kind of talking about. We were talking about um, fire magic, ice magic and possibly green magic, right? And, and maybe something different in our Weirwood network and the green seers. And is that something um, apart or something, you know, separate that, that could, um, that we could use against, you know, I don't know. I mean, like, like that, like there's a, there's a line, uh, gosh, when is it? When they're going down in the cave, right? Um, when they're going de- when Bran is in Blood Raven's cave and they're going down, it gets darker and darker and darker to the point where no shadow, right? There, there are no shadows, could couldn't be seen. And so I was kind of joking earlier when I said that, like, would you need complete darkness to, you know, combat a shadow binder or, or to, com- you know, combat uh, a shadow creature? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just trying to remember here and uh, how, how did I remember. I was like, I remember the show being slightly different. But it's actually they they blend because it happens twice in the books, right? The first when Renly dies in the books, we it just happens. Then later, um, it's it happens again where Davos takes Melisandra, um, and that is they're going after Courtney Penrose, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and they go under Storm's End, and there's like a gate because they can't get through. She can't cast it like through storm's end because of the magic and there's warded magic on 
on on Storm's End. Now in the show, remember they just blend it together, and then that's just how he kills Brent. Like Davos takes him under there, and we see it. So in the in the in the books in the books they in the books they do, um, they 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 do they do change that. So it's like here's a, here's a block. So it, it's it's that is a it's block, tough. Though. It is, is a it? block because it, because that's the thing is is it seems like. It seems like maybe you can block it, but you already have to have the war. The ward has to be up, right? Because it's like I think of Allison trying to fly over the wall, and that could be a, a bunch of things. And then I think here Melisandre can't cast the shadow through Storm's End because of, of the of the um you know uh, of the of the magic of the magic about it. Um, some other instances I'm just looking up here in in, in which there is magic preventing things. Um, in the show and what I think is probably likely to happen in the books um, remember that the others can't get into the cave blood Ravens cave where where Bran is 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 becoming the three-eyed Raven um in the sh- and I think it will happen similarly that they do get in there and we do get into a hold the door situation mm-hmm. um yeah. and but remember in the show we do see that that is because Bran is often in brand brand land uh you know <laughs> and uh he he sees the army he sees the night king and the night king grabs him and that causes him to be able to um you know break break that seal i guess um and then the wall falls because you know the wall falls because he gets the dragon and burns it down it could be totally different um uh in in, in the books i think it probably will be um, so other than that, I'm trying to think of it's really situations where there's magic that kind of like counteracts other magic, but that's that's really all I can all I can think about and all I can kind of I'm just looking up here to well, see magic is obviously a lot more prevalent in in the books. Yeah, and actually you brought up uh, something earlier. You kind of touched on it the the magic and the spells that are in the wall. Um, you mentioned it with um, the dragons not being able to fly past the wall, uh, you know, north of it or whatever. Uh, cold hands is not able to enter the gate. Uh, you know, Sam is, is able to enter the gate with, um, with, with, with Gilly. So maybe, I mean, yeah, storms in same type of thing. The origin there is that brand or brand, the builder helped build it and, and kind of, um, you know, put laid, laid spells in the foundation, uh, that, that, you have to almost physically walk over or somehow get past to use any of this shadow binding magic. And I'm, well, I'm referring back to obviously Storm's End uh, and, and Courtney Penrose. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, here we, here we go. Here's just some of the magic we do see in, um, in, in the books, right? You have elemental control, like we're told about fire mages and red priestess of lore that have some sort of control over, over fire, right? They can invoke it with their bare hands and make their weapons. We see that obviously, you know, with, um, Thoros, right. Or, or you know, whatever, whatever it is he, he is, he's doing. Um, we have some divination, right? Green sight. Uh, and then we also, you know, it, Sometimes that's referred to just dragon dreams. If it's Targaryen that does it, are those different? Or is it just because they're Targaryens, it ends up getting classified as that because of their association with dragons? Obviously, we have skin changing. Um, raising of the dead, we see in a lot of different ways. We see it with with the others. We see it with R'hllor. You kind of argue maybe, um, I think to me, it seems more maybe just like, you know, CPR and uh, with the... Um, the, the drowned god, but you know, uh, 
who knows? Maybe there is more ways that maybe they do actually, actually, you know, kind of know something. Um, you know, necromancy. There's been it's been said to have been practiced by the Bloodstone Emperor uh, and some other people throughout the histories. Glamoring, right? We see, um, you know, we we definitely uh, see glamoring throughout, and then of course blood magic, um, and then alchemy, right? So that's, there's another way, right? With um, uh, what's his name, um, the the other the other maester um so that uh, that makes that makes Rob, sir robert strong or the mountain he brings him back to life what's the what's the guy's name oh kyburn kyburn there we go yeah. sorry um yeah kyburn right um so that's a lot of the magic that we do see in 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 the series uh yeah yeah so that yeah i mean right um and I guess, you know, one thing I, I've always heard, George, when he, when he talked about magic, he, he, he said, look for something that was common among um, his, his magic. And I have always thought it's, it's life energy or whatever that might be, like blood or, or you know, that is, is that a part of it? <clears throat> because what is, I, I found kind of several people talking about shadow binding and what is it? Um, is it... Uh, is it what Melisandre does in birthing these shadow figures... Uh, is it what uh, Mira Mazdor does in the tent? We see shadows dancing all around there, and that again was, you know, I mean, blood magic, right? I mean, in 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 some way, and taking life, uh, life for a life type of thing. Um, so, like, what is actual shadow binding? Uh, Quaith is described as a shadow binder, and wearing that lacquered mask. Um, and we haven't we we haven't really seen. Well, as far as we know, we haven't really seen her perform any shadow binding um stuff i mean is, is she using you know magic and sorcery of some kind possibly is she just speaking through a glass candle maybe she's appearing in dreams and she's showing up out of nowhere uh and then kind of seemingly disappearing so yeah quaith is 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 interesting quaith is also where people have raised the question too like um melisandre is a shadow binder that doesn't cover her face or does she with a glamour, you know what I mean? Right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it, we don't know much about them and I don't know what can, and th this is a question I guess that George is going to have to eventually answer. Like we're going to have to see what magic works against, you know, other, other magic and, and, and what rules out or, or how does it kind of, or maybe we don't know it's just, we're in the dark and then, we see it happen and we go, okay, I guess you can do that. I guess that's something that you would do to counter uh, that move. Like the spells, uh, we, you know, we just hear there are ancient spells all over the place in these different places. And, and we, can't, uh, we can't pass physically. We have uh, others and we have people who are, whether they're raised with fire magic or ice magic or um, something else, they, they seemingly can't cross those barriers. So Melisandre can, she sneaks in there and then... You know, the, the other thing yeah. that was interesting about the whole Stannis, uh, Melisandre, Shadow, Baby situation is is that Stannis doesn't, like, he doesn't, when it comes to Renly, I don't know if he's just in denial there or or if he is he just, does, yeah. you, right? Because he, he acts like he didn't know that he did this thing. He, yeah. You know, it's like, it's like he had to have given Melisandre permission, but then maybe his horse struck that it actually happened and that it worked. Um, and then kind of backs away from it, or did it take some of his life? Because he looks gaunt, right? It looks like it took some of his life energy from him. Um, 
and maybe it took memories or who knows what, right? But or maybe yeah, I I, th- I think I'm with you in that it, it is maybe it is a little more denial, right? Because I think I think that will make whatever happens to if if it goes down the same route with Shireen, it will make it more fitting if he does then at that moment especially if his wife kills kills herself like she does in the show over it you know then then that will make his maybe final moments um similar right where in the in in the show you know we know there's even some deleted deleted context in which he kind of like apologizes to brianne before she kills him off off screen I, I, I will say, too, maybe one of the other blocks to, to this type of magic is that it does take your life essence and it does take blood or it does take some type of energy. So because Stannis does seem I mean, this is something that is talked about by Davos quite extensively, where he talks about how how changed he seems and drawn. And, um, and, and I mean, even Melisandre, which he says in the show, it said uh, of Beric and stuff at some point you can give no more. Like your your store or your you know if you were to give up any more you would die. When Barrett gives up his life essence to bring Catelyn back, uh, well that's it. I mean that's all he had left. And and Thoros has kind of said to him, well hey look I can maybe bring you back one one or two more times, but eventually it's there's nothing left. You can't do it infinitely. So there is a cap on it and there is a uh, a risk. I mean we see it with Danny as well. What did it cost? It cost her child. And the life that it preserved was not the life that she expected or intended or or, or whatever. Um, came back in a completely different different way, and that is exactly what's happening. I mean, really, kind of the, a similar thing happens. Barrick is trying to to do something where he's bringing back uh, Catelyn, and he brings back just a vengeful, stone hearted, you know, right. woman, and that's not at all, I'm sure, what he intended. And Thoros sees that, and, and 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 he's starting to understand the consequences of it. So George has really kind of put it in a box and limited it in that way without showing us, like, yes, you can counter some of this type of magic with actual objects. Although I think you can. I think there is going to be something down the line that says, yes, there are magical swords. If there are, If there's magical spells, Matt, if there's magical spells in fortresses, okay, castles, that can keep people and shadows from entering, then there is a sword that can block. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a full-on sort of like uh, Aragorn going, you know, the whole Return of the King situation where he's, you know, he goes in with the, with the uh, you know, the ghost and blocks the sword, and it's, it's really a cool moment. Why not? Why not do something kind of like that in this and, and show us what that artifact is that, that, can, that can do that? You know, I... There has to be some type of counter to it. And so Ryan, you know, when he brought that question up, I just thought, um, yeah, well, I mean, you know, not many people know how to use it. It's very rare. So we don't really have to ask that question. Like, how do you counter it? We are worried about the, like the others. We are, we're always talking about the others and, and dragons seem to be big in our history. And so they come up a lot. Like, how do you, how, how would the others defeat dragon Lords? I mean, how would you, combat the others what do you have to do the hive mind the whole thing there we've talked a lot about green sight but we haven't really talked about like a shy and shadow binders and whatever that type of um you know magic is and, and how do you combat it how do you strike out against it so yeah, yeah i mean question. yeah i mean it <laughs> Part of the, I think part part of the thing is that so much of what we see in magic, I think sometimes you can argue is circumstantial, because 
we don't see enough of it to really say, well, this is the way it works every time. Um, uh, you know, and the, like, look at, let's say Jon Snow, right? And I hope, I hope this be just because we will get his sort of internal dialogue in the, uh, in, in the books. I mean, John show John before and after, I mean, I feel like there's somewhat, there's a little bit of a difference, right? Like the way he, he changes his hair, right? Um, and, and stuff like that, but it doesn't really feel like John is that much different, that much different before and after he's raised. Um, and so that's why we, we've talked about before. I, I think that Catelyn being raised by Beric, um, who has been himself been raised like, you know, nine times, uh, means that the life energy she's getting is not really like great life energy. And I think that has to do a lot. And then also I, she, I think she's probably going to be dead longer than John was. John seems like he's going to, I feel going to be raised like pretty it's not going to be like a. I mean, she was there for three days, so yeah, I th- that yeah. might that might that might be that be more too. So, Xan, I think you can make that kind of circumstantial. When I think of Alicent trying to, uh, Queen Alicent in Fire and Blood, when it says that she can't fly over the wall, it could be circumstantial. It might not be. It's just kind of mysterious. It's one line, so we don't we don't really know. We don't have any other instance of of a dragon not being able to fly over the wall in the show. That doesn't seem to be an issue, but that's the show. So, um, I don't think i think i think it probably will be different in the book so you kind of have to okay take take that out so it, it's hard to say it's it's hard to say with 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 uh what we see in magic because a lot of it is so specific really the only thing that's semi-common is green dreams that's really about the only only magic we see that seems pretty similar amongst all the people that are are having them yeah yeah okay um Absolutely. And I, I see what you're saying. Is that like, is there, are there, are there one-offs? Are there inconsistencies? Are there things that like maybe, um, yeah, like, like, yeah, circumstance. It just happened to be that way. And then, so we, we chalk it up to magic. We chalk it up to, well, it must've been, uh, you know, whatever. And, and George does enough of that to kind of throw, well, to muddy the water. Right. And so we don't, it's so that it is unclear. Here's something interesting as, as, and it kind of goes along with, with what you're saying. Um, so so, all right. When 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 Brienne comes back, she is talking to Jamie. Um, so she goes. Well, no, I'm sorry. She's talking to Sir Loras Tyrell, and she goes back to King's Landing, and she's there. She's confronted by him over Renly's death. She explains, "quote I was helping Renly into his armor, and the candles blew out, and there was blood everywhere. It was Stannis." Lady Catelyn said, "His his shadow." Uh, and you have to kind of go back and look like who saw it. It's from we're seeing this from Catelyn's point of view, right? She's the one who saw the shadow and called it Stannis. Um, Brienne really just the candles blew out. Dark. I mean, let me let me just go back there. I mean, it was like yeah, um, the candles blew out. All right. Did that mean that there was instant darkness? Was there another fire in the room or something else going on? Like, did it get darker? Did it actually kind of skew? vision and sight mm-hmm. uh, and so once so this is what he this is what i mean by muddying the water so this is in a storm of swords this happens there was blood everywhere it was stannis this is what lady catelyn says that's in a storm of swords later on uh in a feast for crows brienne is haunted by renly's death during her quest uh where she's trying to you know look for sansa uh, sansa stark uh she dreams of what happened in renly's tent all the candles were 
were guttering out and the cold was thick around her. Something was moving through the green darkness, through the green darkness, just saying. Um, something foul and horrible was hurtling towards her king. She wanted to protect him, but her limbs felt stiff and frozen. It took more than strength. Uh, then she it took more more strength than she had left to lift her hand. And when the shadow sword sliced through the green steel, and the blood began to flow, she saw that the dying king was not Renly after all, but Jamie Lannister, uh, and she had failed him. So there, she's thinking back on this dream. She's thinking about what is happening there, and that's an interesting one, actually. By the way, that's that could even say like the green darkness that's kind of looming. That could be totally something else. Um, but so she's haunted by that. Um, let's see. At one point when, oh yeah, it's in, it's in the same book. She's talking later to, or no, Loras is later talking to Jamie Lannister. And after Brienne has kind of t uh, told him what happened, he almost seemingly adds more evidence that it was magical. So at first it's like, okay, candles blew out. Maybe it's anything. Catelyn's the one who saw the shadow figure come in. And then later, Renly is kind of, um, or I'm sorry, Renly's dead, guys, just so you know. Um, mm. Loras uh, says to Jamie that the steel, uh, the armor that Renly was, was wearing was so good. And it was so, it was the best that they had. And the way in which he was run through with, with a dagger or a sword, um, Loras says not even like the mountain could do that. The mountain with all his strength could not have done that. And what does that mean? I mean, does that mean it is magical then? It, that, see, that's where you go back from, like, first the, the, the water gets muddied, and you think, well, maybe they were seeing stuff. Now, clearly they were, right? Shadows and stuff. But maybe they didn't quite know what they saw. Uh, and maybe it was just some shadowy figure who's actually a, a real man, a real assassin, uh, who goes in there and does his thing. And Melisandre takes the credit for it. You know, I mean... Faces, Highly unlikely. Man. Yeah, face them. I mean, who knows? But, like, maybe, maybe. Uh, the, the other thing we have to consider, too, is is, is R'hllor and these these people who are worshiping his, like, like they're, they're religious, and they want to spread their beliefs. So you might hire a faceless man to a couple. You might start to make miracles appear around you that are not necessarily. Like she, she admits in the show, I think, to different trickery. You know, and that, and she also even admits that she, what she sees in the flames doesn't always come true. And she always has, she always has a reason, always has a reason as to why um, Stannis fails or, you know, she wasn't there. She should have been there or whatever. Uh, but my, my whole point is that, that I can see what you're saying and that, the, and that it is on, it, it's kept unclear for a reason. Uh, I don't know what that is. It's just, it literally to keep us in the dark. You know, in the shadows. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it is. It, yeah. Well, and you just, you have to look at magic. If I, in order, ultimately to answer 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 Ryan's question, right? Um, you have to look at magic. You just have to look at how it's classified, and it, it, it there's nothing about it that's really specific. There are things that are similar. Dragon dreams and green dreams appear to be pretty similar, and I think that it, they're just called dragon dreams because it happens to be Targaryens doing them rather than anybody else. Um, but that doesn't mean that other people don't have prophetic dreams or just have a dream that somewhat comes true. I mean, heck, we have dreams that somewhat come true. It doesn't mean that we're, you know, psychic. Um, so you you have that. Glamouring seems to be pretty straightforward. Some of these other things seem to be pretty, you know, straight, 
straightforward. When it, when you, once you start getting blood magic involved, okay, that's when things start to seem to be pretty, you know, um, pretty crazy. You have a lot of things which achieve, in some sense, the same outcome, but it's done entirely different ways. Um, I mean, it's like Melisandre uses this sort of shadow magic to assassinate people, but you could also be a faceless man and and use that to assassinate people. Being a faceless man is also kind of in its own right similar to glamoring, right? Because you take on this different um, personality and, and idea. Um, Mira Reed talks when she's telling the story of the chronic man, which is pretty obviously Howland Reed. She talks about how he he was strong in you know chronic man magic. But then when she's talking about jo- when when jo- when Jojen shows up, it's not chronic man magic that causes him to see things. It's green dreams. So those things need to be separate. So there's as, now this is really spinning because like, yeah, oh, yeah. um, but yeah. you know so there's there's just a lot of these things that and I, that's why Gerda does such a good job of, and that's why it's all point of view, as we've said 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 uh, time and time and time again. Um, heck, you could even argue that Brand's dreams of Brand, Brand's dreams might be even be different than Green dreams, right? Like a Raven or Crow dream might even be slightly different than 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 a than a Green dream. Um, you you see Rickon and Brand have similar. We don't actually know that they're the same dream. We know that some of the things that happen in their dreams are are have involve the same thing, right? With when they see their father in the crypt, so they run down there. But it doesn't mean that the entire story is the same. Um, it just means that maybe part of it, maybe part of it's the same. So, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's just kind of the thing with magic is it's, it's, it's never a hundred percent spelled out. And it's, that's why Igor does that to, to keep us on our toes to, and to, and to keep us on, you know, and, and, and to keep us on edge. Yeah. Okay. Uh, re- re- really good thoughts. Interesting stuff when you start throwing, cause what we didn't touch on, what we started to, and, and when we were in, um, the Bannerman chat, uh, the zoom chat, I was, we, uh, stumbling in that direction i was trying to pull it together i mean the beverages were were working against there me, was but, right but you the know white sir, claws were flowing yeah uh you know sir, sir ezra you know was was gathering all of his strength and i brought up i and, and, and you know and actually i think it was it was sir jimmy who helped with this as well like the idea of of green green sight and and this the, a, a, a third kind of power um that might be at work in all of this and and how does that throw a huge wrench into everything else and then what's the commonality let me just real quick so the others they can raise the dead right so they have non-living things working for them um technically relore right uh fire magic whatever you want to call it is also raising Beric Dondarrion uh Catelyn Lady Stoneheart so then it's just weird that you because the, the the shadow binding thing is also like you're almost you're almost taking instead of it's it's similar in that like okay every time that that Thoros kind of brings back I don't know if this is true or not but it, it seem it seemingly is to bring Beric back some of his life is gone like some of his life energy is is gone like he, you can't bring him all the way back it's not you know. It's like you have right. 100% like 80, Eric. 80%, 95 yeah, he dies, then you bring like, back yeah. 80, then you bring back 70, then you bring back 60, and you keep dwindling down. But that has to also, I'm imagining, take something from Thoros and from those priests, right? As they bring people back, I'm guessing it takes something from you. But maybe not. Like, we have no idea what the others are doing and how, how that works. Like, what do you have to give up to bring someone back or to turn someone, you know? 
Um, because and they also control them. Yeah, and, and the others are alive. I think people think that they're dead. They're, they're not. Um, as far as I can tell, like, like in the books, they are described very much as, like, lively. Like, alive and, and, and you know, can they raise the dead? Yes. But they themselves, the others, are distinctly different than the what. So, anyways, I, I just think about, like, do we have different factions where they're using the dead? Or they're raising, both of them are raising the dead to kind of, you know, uh, do something for them and then could the green powers do the same thing? I don't know. Um, yeah, it's all interesting. It's all, all kind of fascinating. So Ryan, you got us thinking about but it. Amazing. Amazing. Rave. Guys, let us know. Hey, as always, shoot us a comment. Send us a Raven, btkcast at gmail.com or hit us up on our website, bend the knee podcast, you know, so yep. guys, let us know. All right. Ez, I believe you have a Raven for us as well today. Yeah, uh, this Raven is titled, Will House Stark Go Extinct? Okay, so again, uh, shout out to John Ramshorn of the Free Folk, uh, John Garcia here. So, starts off, hello, uh, Sir Ezra and Sir Matt, the Southern Kneelers. Now, now hold on a second. Whoa, Whoa. buddy. <laughs> Southern Kneelers. Um, I recently found this podcast and have been binge listening to it at work every day uh, the last four to five weeks or so and going through... Oh, four to six episodes. Uh, wow, a work day Monday through Friday. You are wow. literally flying through. Uh, <laughs> the the way you combine both uh, show canon compared to the real book canon is a great mix. And and my fix of Game of Thrones uh, has been met with all the fantastic content since the original show has ended, and the books are still a question in the making. Yeah, it's very very interesting situation we're in. That being said, I have a question slash comment about the future of House Stark from what the show has shown to what the book may show in the future novels, possibly. Uh, the show at the end of the series has the members of House Stark as follows. Queen Sansa of the Independent North Kingdom. Princess? Princess, I guess he says, question mark. Arya, I guess, good point. Mm -hmm. uh, Princess Arya Stark of the North. Uh, and King Bran... King Bran Stark of the Six Kingdoms, but with everything the show has told us, what are the odds any of these few members, uh, of these few members having children to further the Stark lineage and and, and progress, uh, progress forward? Arya is off on her adventure to the far west of Westeros, which may or may not end in disaster. In history, Brandon the Shipwright, King in the North, tried thousands of years before Aegon's conquest to sail west and was never heard of again, and his son Brandon the Burner destroyed the rest of the Stark Western fleet in retaliation. Even with that said, what are the odds that Arya would want to get married and have a family, a child or two? She was given the chance with Gendry to help him with ruling Storm's End, and she turned him down. True, uh, she could maybe have have a potential baby on the way uh, per her visit with Gendry, but that is never mentioned or hinted at from what we know. King Bran Stark of the Six Kingdoms, uh, given his physical limitations and disabilities, we don't know whether he is physically able uh, to have children, and with him being the last true Stark male, he is somewhat of the last hope to what Westeros expects. Um, yeah, how families survive, ideally, through the male side of the family so yeah it's interesting uh with with uh with brand there 
Uh, last is Queen Sansa of the North, and with what she has gone through from her harsh experiences in King's Landing, major stress from her aunt at the Airy, uh, and finally the abhorrent treatment from Ramsay at her own home. She has to have some severe mental trauma and and uh, and scares to say the least. Does she even want to get married again? Would she be able to mentally accept a marriage uh, and trying to have children with everything that has happened? I don't know, but given how so many great families have been killed off and gone extinct, Mormons, Umbers, Karstarks, Boltons, any families left should be seriously trying to have as many future children as possible to secure their family line. Of course, in the books, Rickon is still alive, potentially on Skagos. Uh, Bran is still in the Upper North. Sansa hasn't been handed over to Ramsay, and Arya is, I believe, training. But I'm curious if at the end of the series, what the future of House Stark will be. Sadly, John in the show is a Targaryen, kinda, but depending on how his exile goes and whatnot in the show, who knows the books? Uh, who, who knows uh, the books where, where he'll be in the books? Uh, he could be dead. <laughs> he mm-hmm. could, or, or, yeah, it could be a dead end, perhaps. All right. Uh, sorry if this is too long. I uh, it was just always bothering me and made me question if none of the remaining Stark members were thinking about the future of their house. All right, seeing anything could happen and knock away any Stark members left in the world. I shall keep listening to the podcast and will try to uh, join Patreon when I can. I have already thought of a house I belong to. All right. All right. Uh, Being from the north, uh, north of the wall, belonging to the free folk. Uh, Here we go. So I am from the mountain. uh, I'm from the mountain ram clan uh, that live on the mountains of the frost fangs that border the frozen shore and the Bay of Ice. We survive, quote, stronger than the mountain. Thanks for listening. Oh. Thanks for reading from the true north. Wow. Okay, now I get it. He's okay. I thought he was calling the Southern Kneelers as like a loyal, a loyal star, uh, somebody from just the north. And but no, he's a wild. Like, oh no, it. yeah, I get yeah. it. He's from the true. North. I get it. They, yeah, we're true. I get it. Yeah. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well. Yeah. Arya being gone. I. Who knows? Who knows what adventure she gets into? I think it's likely Sansa marries somebody at some point. Um, and that will continue the Stark line in, in the show. It, it's possible Bran can have children. I think I can't remember entirely if he says I can't or not, but um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember if, if he says that or not. He obviously kind of brushes Mira away, but remember that Bran is a king that was chosen. And part of the deal was that they were then going to choose a king. From right. there, from from there on out. So I so there's nothing saying you couldn't resign. There's nothing saying that you have to be king king forever. Um, uh, it is it's kind of more of like a in in a, a democracy there uh, uh, now I suppose. Um, so I mean, if Bran can't can't have kids, um, then theoretically he and Sansa could go Targaryen on it and. Nah, they could really, they, really continue the Stark line. I mean, they it, could, it, 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 it yeah. could, they could, you know, the, um, yeah. And you know, what's crazy is that's not even odd to say in, in it's this not. series, <laughs> like not even it's close. Not. It's not. No. Nope. Um, so yeah. Okay. And this is, this is, I actually have thought, you know, no one's really, well, I don't think anyway, I don't think anyone's really brought this up, but like, I've no, kind of thought, question. I've kind of thought the same thing. Like, yeah. Is it, we're not really seeing like, we're so attached to this house, but then to see that it would kind of go 
and we keep thinking he's going to come back. Maybe they even win, but they're unable to. They're the last. They're the last of that great house, and we and we know that. And we, we like somehow, if you set that up in our mind to where we're like, wow, we know that their house cannot continue, and they are going to live out the rest of their days being great heroes and having having um, you know kind of restored things or whatever. But then they are going their house. That name is going to be it dunzo. It's just it's going to fall to history, and it's going to be a part of the history books, and and that's it. That seems like something George would do and something that he could do. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Again, it's all the customs. It's all the traditions in Westeros that would tell you, all right, well, s- s- the male line is, is uh, you know, what is significant, what's going to continue. That's what carries sort of the name. And that's, we went back, you know, Council of 101 AC. It was the whole situation with the Targaryens. Uh, it's one of the reasons why they did kind of... Um, they did not intermarry a whole lot with other, or I'm sorry, uh, marry outside of their family with other houses because they wanted to keep their name and their bloodline strong um, because they were so few. It could have quickly have just, you know, uh, could have dissipated, you know, in, 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 in some way. Uh, Rickon is still alive, though. And I think... In the, in the books. In the books, yes. Um, I, I, I think it may go different. I actually think Rickon may... May survive um, the whole thing. Uh, I know. I know that's not like pe- people don't like that, and they like. Why would they do that in the show? Then if um, you well, know, there's a lot. Well, there's a lot of reasons we don't have to get into all that right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, it is still highly likely that George, though, said, "Yeah, R- Rickon's going to die. I'm going to use him in some way, and it's going to be devastating to, to folks because it looks like he's coming back." For this awesome return, you know, return Davos or whatever is bringing him. Um, maybe it's Stannis who does it. That would be nuts, right? If Stannis is the, you know, the one. Yeah. Although he, it, it, things just aren't making sense, right? Because then Stannis wants to put a Stark. He needs a Stark, and he wants one, just like the Manderleys to put back in Winterfell. So mm-hmm. you, you know, you have Rick on there, and that's where I think, I think, possibly Bolton intervention is going to be huge because you still have to get past the Dread Fort and everything uh, to bring Rick on down to. Uh, the Manderleys or wherever, and it, it it could be it could be troublesome uh, for Davos, but uh, I like the idea of him being that younger child who grew up in all this trauma and all of his brothers and sisters went through so much, and then he he would have I mean he would have so many it, I hate to say this, but like can you imagine the issues right that that a child like that because he's he's a lot younger in in the books. A lot younger, way younger. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's lost. I his, think he's like four years younger than he than than really what his character looks like on screen. Right, and the thing is, and, and I sometimes we think that makes a character safe, but George told us right out the gate uh, that Rhaegar's children, you know, I mean Elia yeah. Martell, the whole thing, not safe. Um, so, but real real quick, yeah. But do you? I mean, I don't know. I would. I don't put anything past Gur. I, I don't put anything past Gur. But I think there might there is a difference of. Has he, has he, has he even on page like shown you the, have, have we seen the death of like somebody that young? Like, uh, well, I mean, I guess those kids with Arya, but they were more like, like they're more like 12. Like, I mean, I don't think we've seen like a three-year-old killed like on page, like actively, like we've heard about it, but have we, have we actively seen somebody that's like three? No, the the only thing, the only thing that came close was the Miller's boys, right? Um, uh, who were who the, on, didn't we just did, we don't we just act, see their don't we we just, we, we just go the there and we see their yeah. we see their bodies yeah 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 uh do we actually see 
That's those are that's a great question because I mean, like Tommen is 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 young. I mean, we're talking about like like how young, right? I mean, all right. Tommen Tommen is younger than he is in the show, and so we've talked about that death being like if we see that, that's pretty brutal. Um, trying to think if there's anyone that's super young that we might see. Well, yeah, no, we just kind of hear about it. Cersei, I mean, wanting to kill Robert's bastards and stuff like that, right. and that's all stuff we hear about. Um, yeah, and again, that may just be what we do with Rickon, which is we we hear that he was dead, or we hear that yeah. he's been killed. Um, I mean, the, like you gotta ask, like, are we really gonna see Shireen Baratheon burned? We saw it in the show. I mean, we. I saw feel it. like we would. We actually I feel saw. Like we, would. we actually again, saw Rickon killed in the show. We saw. <laughs> yeah, but killed. but again, show Rickon is like seven to he's like seven or eight. I mean, it. Right. I know it's not, it's like for some people, it's not that big of a deal, but I do believe there's a difference between like a three year old and like a seven yeah, it's or eight year old. Yeah, it's, it, George, I mean, they're George both, they're shown. both, uh, yeah, they're obviously here, but I mean, like a three year old's like that much more. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. You know? I know what you're saying is, is would we actually do that with Rick on? And that's why maybe that's also kind of why I've always felt like he's, he is a little bit more safe, even though uh, George has, yeah, yeah, it's what, it's my whole, I kind of think like, he may be used against people. He's it may cause him problems in the in the you know long run, and that he's obviously he's lost his mom, his his father, he's lost his brothers and sisters, and so it's it's uh, super stressful. And a lot of it, as we always talk about when it comes to Winds of Winter, it all depends on Stannis because we have no yeah. idea what's going to happen with Stan, Stannis and Renly and and John and the, everything that's going on in the North because it may be right. entirely it may it may go in an entirely different because I I still I still to this day don't know how we get to where. How we get to the Battle of the Bastards in the book? I, yeah, with with with, Sansa, with everything that goes down, I, and that's not to say that that it couldn't happen. And then um, Rickon does die in in some other in, in in some other way or not. I guess I guess my question, uh, you know, Matt. So just to kind of take um, take this a little bit further. Um, so back to back to John's John's point here. The Starks at the end of the books. What Starks? Do you see that we have left? What Starks do you think we're going to have left? I think we probably think Arya, all of them, Sansa, um, Bran, and Rickon all, 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 all of them, or does Rickon and, and and John, if you want to count him too? Yeah, I think I think they're all I think they're all I think they're all alive at the end. Um, and and and, and here actually, oddly enough, I think the one that might in the books that might that could honestly go would be Sansa because. I think she's the most expendable in the in the books because I just don't see Arya dying. I just don't see a I just don't see a, a situation because it, it, it's kind of like it's like that's her whole deal is she's come, is she's going to end up being this like super assassin. What do we say to the god of death? Not today, right? right? I mean, her deal is kind of more so tied to these other people like the Hound and you know some of these other you know some of some of these other people that are like hardcore and 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 stuff like and you know his whole deal and so like to see him die. I mean that's so I Arya is the one I feel like and it's also Gur's wife's favorite character. So I, I I think I think she's by far the most safe out of all of them. Bran, you know, I, I don't know if we're gonna do King Bran or not. Um, Bran, I there's. The only way I see Bran dying is if Bran, in some, you know, we go down the route of Bran is the Night King or something like that, and it everything's go do. Re, we do go a lot darker, and then Bran ends up being like the villain. Um, 
something like that. Otherwise, I think Bran's entirely safe because Bran's the first POV and Bran's a kid and he could end up being king because we see it in the books and Gurr probably told him that this is what happens. Yeah. Um, Rick, see Rickon, Rickon's totally, Rickon for me is like, he's, he's the wild card. Do you just, do you, do you just use him as, as somebody to kill off? I feel like, I, I feel like though, yeah, you know, I mean, you see him, he's more prevalent in the books. Um, but I feel like honestly, his death was a bigger deal on the show just because of the way it happens. We're like, oh man. Um, I mean, even Sansa's is like Rickon's probably good as dead. Like she says that she says that in the show to John. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know. I just don't see Gur going that route. I I feel like he could totally be one of those characters that like nah, we just do, we do we go a total different way, different way with him, and he's ultimately the one who's 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 who who ends up who ends up there because and Sansa. So yeah. yeah, and then Sansa's role, I think, who knows where it could go because you've got the theory that she could end up marrying a Targaryen. You've got, I mean, where she's at is entirely different, right? So, I mean, I mean, really, uh, okay. What do you? I mean, what do you, what do you think? Yeah. So, just just real quick. So, like, so Rickon, then in your scenario, would be the that would be how to answer John's it. question. He'd be the guy who, like, yeah, that's how you I think, continue. I think so. Um, the the line, okay. or certainly, or certainly, I think the most likely. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hmm, yeah, because his uh, his point is, is that John is if he's deemed a Targaryen, and that's the whole conflict, right. and then mm-hmm. he can't care technically carry on that Stark name. Um. Yeah. The the only thing I could think is that Sansa still just sort of uses. I mean, I don't know, like that. Right. Know, she still would technically be passing on the line, but would her sons bear that name? She's they, if she's the queen, she can do whatever she wants. Yeah, you, you know, a couple of times I think it was in House Horn, oh, it was, uh, Hornwood, or it, it was it was somewhere else where basically mm-hmm. they were they they took different names, like they their father or they took their their mother's name, maiden name, uh, because they could have been the heir to a certain keep or whatever. And so, I mean, maybe like that's something that could that could happen with Sansa's children, and so they could continue on. Um, yeah. But what yeah. do you, I mean, what do you, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen with the, the Starks by the end? Yeah, I think so. By the end, um, let's see. So Bran, I, 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 all I can say is he's going to be king. I don't know what that means, where, where he's going to be king. Um, you know, what is surprised me? I was going to make a joke earlier. Like what, what if he would have, I know the joke at the end of season eight was like, what if Bran just stood up? You know, right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, you know. It, it or just like people said, or his or eyes turn blue, and then it's like, oh, you something, know, like yeah, <laughs> something like that, yeah, yeah. So that's still uh, up there, and that could be a part of you know George's uh, revisions or 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 what have you. Um, Sansa, I do kind of. I haven't really thought this far ahead because I really the the show clouds a lot of my thoughts uh, concerning Sansa. Like, could she? Because if Rickon. If, if Rickon does live, then he is in Winterfell, and there is no Queen of the North, you know, unless she's his regent or something, and he's Rickon is proclaimed king in the North, and then she's his regent, um, unless there's, yeah, what? Yeah, well, real, just real quick, um, remember, in the at the books at this point, all of the Starks, include, including Jon, have their wolves except Sansa. Mm-hmm. They yeah. do, all of the wolves are still alive, except Sansa's. Right. Well, and obviously right. John's because he's or uh, Rob's because he's dead. 
Right. Yeah. So does the art? Wait. Are you are you saying that's foreshadowing her? Could be. You know. Just could saying. be. Yeah. It's interesting. Um. Yeah, because I've actually kind of seen. Uh, I don't know if it's if it's a tie to history. I think I think I read somewhere where when the the family that George kind of like when he look at the histories that he was kind of modeling or, or being inspired from uh, the leaders that he was being historical leaders that he was being inspired from, like to have two sisters come down uh, and ultimately be these two sisters from the, this great house and their kind of ruling and their kind of their what's left over is maybe where, where, where we go. So it's almost like to me, Sansa and Arya are kind of uh, safe and Bran is sort of some weird stuff could happen with him. Rickon could die. Um, and then John, you know, is not a Stark. So that's where I kind of see that house just it's it it could, you know, diminish. It could it could it could go away. It just seems like something George would do. And so it's kind of why it's it's interesting because the only way that I think it really would work is if Rickon lives. Right? Rickon has to live essentially for the Starks to continue on their line. As is from from what we know. I don't I don't think I mean right now you can kind of assume that Brand is not going to have children. Um and so to me, I said earlier, I, I was I was with you. I thought Rickon is going to live. I kind of think that he's he's going to make it. I don't know how, um, but I think he's going to be a big, a, like a big, not a big part of it, but I think he's going to be. Uh, I, although I know I've I've read the the George, um, so says Martin or whatever, where it's been hinted, you know, it's been hinted that Rickon is, that maybe he's, you know, things, that he, that he's going to die. Good. Yeah, things aren't looking good and. And there's some there's some language sort of surrounding him that seems like he's expendable, I, you know. But like I I I I don't know. I, I'm holding on to him uh, just because I like. I think it's because I like the Stark so much, and I want their house to 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 continue on. I want that name to to live on. And I personally think it lives on through Sansa. You know, like I, I think I think that's fine. I think she can honestly just be Sansa Stark, and that's that's that. You know, their family lives on. And that's just what she's going to do. It's a custom. It's a it's a thing that they're going to change, and then boom, she's it. Um, Arya, I don't think is going to. She is no. She's she's no lady. She is not going to marry. She's not going to do any of those things. Um, even if she does get with Gendry, and Gendry's different than Edric Storm, and Edric Storm is the guy who ends up being there at Storm's Inn or whatever, or um, you know someone else. It uh, doesn't matter who really. I think Arya could go off with Gendry and could go you know just adventuring, and that's sort of where. They ultimately end up. The real question, I, I guess, and what I think about a lot is, will Jon Snow um, actually just go to the north like that? Will he just, will he just, you know, simply, I, ah, you know, that 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 was the one that's sort of uh, interesting. You've got Mance Raider, the king, um, the king beyond the wall. And for Jon to take that up, or is he just a member of the Night's Watch still? Is he Does he go back and he's reinstated? Um, that is the one where I, I just don't know how that's going to go. Like he's going to kill Danny in the end. Uh, I, I don't know that one, that one. I don't, I don't really, I don't really see that happening. I don't know. I didn't, yeah. I didn't think it was going to happen and, and it did. And I think it was more just to kind of fill some semblance of a prophecy. And we're going to try to make that, make that work. But I, yeah, to me. I don't know. John, John is the one that's tough. I kind of think I could see Sansa bit being the same in the same spot. I think I could see Arya being in the same spot. Bran, um, if there's some weird magical stuff that he's still doing or whatever, and then John going on. The best, the, the best thing to me that I've seen, and there's just no way this is um, 
that George is, I don't think he's, we're ever going to see it in our lifetime, uh, which, which would include his lifetime, I think, yeah. um, is, is the continuation of that story. Because I think season eight does just cut it short. And something in there, and and something happens does d- does happen afterwards. A scouring and of the Shire, and there's 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 more, or there's just um, there's something else, and, and it's 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 left open. But yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, hey, that's hey, that's that that's good, man. That that that's good. That's that's it is. It's a it's getting, is it is it going to be different, guys? Let us know. That's what we. That's what that's what that's 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 why we do these. We love we love getting your guys' ravens. We love discussing them. Um, and uh, guys, let us know. I mean, I who knows, man? Who who knows if it's going to be the same in the books? There's so many more players: Young Griff, John Connington, Lady Stoneheart. There, uh, there's so there's so many more players, and it could go in so many different directions. But guys, let us know. Shoot us a raven. Leave us a comment. Woo, as. It's always fun. I love, I yeah. you know, it's kind of like a mini follow-up Friday. It's really like a, it's like a, it's like a follow-up Thursday, I suppose, yeah. if it's, if it's for, th- for, for Thanksgiving. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's fun. I, I always, what are, I always what, enjoy. What are you, what are you thankful for in, in, in 2020, you know, this wow. year? Like, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. No, I mean, honestly, this is, this is, um this is fun. You know, you and I get a chance to, to sit down and talk about uh, Game of Thrones, A Song of Ice and Fire and and talk about theories and and you know pick up with conversations in season eight uh dive down you know what does it take to to stop a shadow binder that's pretty cool that's pretty neat that we get to do that and we get to talk to um our bannermen we get to talk to our, our patrons and interact with you guys and um receive ravens from listeners i mean that i am actually thankful for that like i know it seems kind of crazy but it's it's nuts like matt and i will will we'll get home from work and literally all we do is just start working it's on true, content Thinking about stuff uh, to to cover and and it's it's it just is. an absolute blast. And like, there's like, guys, there's it. In all seriousness, if if trust me, if we had all day to do this, it you there you I don't know, so much because as we're working on stuff, we're always just like, dude, what do you think about this? And we're just like working, and it's like, yeah, God, I, who knows, man? I'd love to, you know love to cover that someday, and then we just put it in the bag, and you know, there's it, so much it, more we could it, do. There's so much more. <laughs> so uh, and literally an endless amount of uh, an endless amount of stuff. But guys, hey, if you guys want to come on and hang out and, and talk with us on the stuff, come in, join that, hit up that Patreon Zoom chat because that's where this the uh, that the, these conversations start, and we di- and we just we just roll with them, and we turned to what was it just a fun a fun little moment in the in the Patreon hangout into a into a, I think a really cool full fledged theory breakdown. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm hoping. I, I talked uh, recently. Um, you know, I think we, we might have some some squires stepping up and and making some content or showing up. Um, we may even have some of our bannermen uh, popping in on standalone kind of YouTube videos and stuff like that. So that's been really cool, getting to know those guys and and talking to them more. Uh, I recorded two conversations from the bannermen chat. Uh, they were, I told everyone to like, you know, hold it together for like five to 10 minutes while I pressed record. Uh, did, did it happen? Woo! Not really. There was not there was necessarily a lot of, not there's necessarily. a lot of white. There's a lot of, yeah. white but I mean, again, I, I, I am thankful for this community. I'm, I'm thankful that we're, we're able to cover this book club, uh, and, and that we have our health and that we're doing well. I hope you guys are doing well out there and enjoying kind of your holiday. Um, you know, take, take time just to kind of, you know, think about what you're thankful for and, um, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. All right. Well, hey, guys, we want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing Chapter 41, Tyrion 9 of A Clash of Kings. 
Absolutely. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week, and remember that winter is coming.